1: Hey everybody, Dr. Ron Eker here, and welcome to another edition of Women's Wellness Podcast. A little bit of a disclaimer right up front. The topic covered today is a little bit, um, well, we'll just say that if you have young children in the car and you're listening to this in your car, or... If you happen to be 35 years old and still living in your parents' basement, you probably want to skip this episode because there's uh, some subjects that we talk about that may be a little bit too harsh for young or strange ears. The title of this is Better Sex Wear Socks. All right, I'm a gynecologist. And by nature, we have to broach certain topics that may be a bit uncomfortable for some people. Let me give an example. Some folks just can't talk about iced coffee. I know, I know, I know, it's hard to understand that anything so personal as one's preference of hot coffee versus iced coffee isn't taboo in the court of public attention. The fact is that there's a great divide among Americans as to what is acceptable and what is not when it comes to coffee. Many Europeans look down on their cousins across the pond as they've adopted a little bit more of a liberal attitude towards coffee, but then again they're Europeans. I don't think ignoring coffee is the answer either. My job is to bring these uncomfortable discussions into the light of day in a respectable fashion and let you know that probably one of your close friends is drinking an iced coffee as we speak. Is it right for you? Should we look down on those people who drink iced coffee? You have to make that decision. As for me, I think how you serve your coffee is none of my business. What you do in the privacy of your own kitchen is up to you. Another uncomfortable topic is anything having to do with sex. Once again, our European neighbors have blazed a trail of liberality, but then again, they're Europeans. This was really brought home by a Recent study from the Netherlands that claimed that wearing socks during a sexual encounter increased the likelihood of achieving an orgasm. Yes, this was a real study. This is what is wrong with our academic institutions. Now, don't feel so bad because this was d- done in the Netherlands and you know. Uh, There's just not that much interesting stuff to come out of the Netherlands, so we just got to give them some of their profs up front that at least they were able to put together a study. And with the tax rate over there, I can't imagine that there were some folks who were a little bit upset seeing tax money going to a study to determine whether or not wearing socks increases the likelihood of orgasm. And you know what I found was interesting, it wasn't until later in the study that they specified whether or not the subjects were male or female. I don't know you ask me, that plays a huge role. But anyway, where do I start when looking at this study? First, I suspect it's the only the Dutch who could come up with a study like this. You know, I can see graduate students, Dane and Luke, sitting around the windmills late one night while their significant others were at home obviously not being satisfied. I can't be sure, but I bet there was a significant input of Heineken involved in planning this study. But anyway, they figured that it might have something to do with the temperature, mood, or the fact that they hadn't bathed in a week. But they weren't sure as to what really impacted the likelihood of orgasm in their subjects, so they came up with the idea of socks. Thus, a study was born, and, and I'm not kidding, this really was a true study. So that raises a whole lot of issues. First of all, who cares, uh, but second of all, how do you go about doing a study like Of course, why would you go about doing a study like this? Most studies start with a hypothesis and the experiment is designed to either prove or disprove the hypothesis. Here I guess socks were the variable and I'm assuming that half of the respondents wore socks and half didn't. I don't know if this was a controlled situation where they brought people into the lab and did the test there. I, I, I don't know maybe it was just one of those survey questions that you receive in the mail that you fill out and I can just see the first question. Dear Dane, do you wear socks when you make love? I just can't help but think that the number of respondents dropped off pretty rapidly after that first question. It just raised a whole lot of questions for me. As I mentioned, socks were the variable and it was never really specified I mean, were these socks footies? Were they crew cut? Were they compression socks? Were they a combination? I can't help but think that this would have had an influence. Personally, I think socks with the little balls on the heels would really be the ticket. Unfortunately, the researchers were really serious about this and actually ran a pretty interesting study. They actually changed the study as they progressed because of what they were seeing. And this is a quote from one of the authors, quote, at the beginning of our trials, only 50% of our female subjects were able to reach orgasm. He is the, this is from, and I'm going to murder this guy's name, Gert Holstegi. I mean, only somebody named Gert could put a study like this together. But apparently he's the chairman of the Center of Uroneurology, which I've never heard of at the University of, and I'm going to butcher this, Grodingen in the Netherlands. But he went on to say, but we learned that they were uncomfortable because they had cold feet. We gave them socks, and the number of people that reached orgasm increased by 30%. All right, there's a couple of take-homes from this study. Their baseline showed that 50% of their subjects were orgasmic. I gotta tell you, that seems a little high to me. When you look at the data from the United States, that number drops down dramatically. Also didn't really mention if this was just an average or if this was just over a certain period of time. Again, gathering the data on this to me seems, that, was, that would be very, very difficult. Who knows though? Maybe all the US respondents wore socks to start with, so that might have been a problem in determining that kind of data. So the effect of the socks was to improve the environment and provide for safety, less anxiety, and more relaxation, thus leading to greater rates of orgasm. Okay, some of that makes sense. We know that there is a voluminous number of things that can impact the mutual enjoyment of a sexual activity. In women in particular, there are a number of factors that play a role, and many of those can be considered physiological or emotional and there's no question that there's a variety of emotional issues that come into play be it relationship issues, be it uh, past history, be it current mental state just a number of things that can influence a person's enjoyment of sexual activity and there are physical issues for example in the menopause or the perimenopause oftentimes there can be some pain or discomfort associated with intercourse and that's secondary to thinning of the tissues, a little bit of drying that can occur in the menopause. In fact, up to 70% of women in the menopause will complain at one time or another of having some discomfort. And quite honestly, it makes perfect sense that if something's uncomfortable, you tend to either A, not seek it, so libido drops, or B, have difficulty enjoying it during the time simply because of the discomfort. Now I've mentioned in a number of previous podcasts, there are a variety of options for treating this specific problem, including estrogens, the Mona Lisa touch laser, and some other options that are out there. So when you consider something as complex as both libido and orgasm, there are a multitude of factors that play a role, and most of the time it's not just one thing it is just quite honestly hard for me to believe that simply wearing socks would almost double the number of people that were uh, able to achieve orgasm as opposed to people who weren't wearing socks. The bottom line is libido and sexual enjoyment and sex in general is a very complex drive. Very oftentimes it's very different between partners uh, oftentimes, there are a number of factors that play a role. Uh, certainly, cold feet might be one of those, so I guess the, the take-home from this is if you notice that you have cold feet and you actually are in a mental place where you're truly focusing on that during intimacy, heck, put on the dadgum socks, and maybe that'll solve the issue. I wonder if wearing a clown mask would do the same thing. Probably not. Well, that's all we got for you today. Uh, So thanks again for taking the time to listen. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to email me. Uh, Now I'm going to go out and buy several pairs of socks. Until next time, make healthy choices.
0: Thank you for listening to the Women's Online Wellness Podcast. To join the conversation, access show notes, and discover bonus content, join our private Facebook community by sending a request to Women's Online Wellness. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or to get more information, email Dr. Eker at R-E-A-K-E-R at Yahoo.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, choose to be healthy.